Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Some promising news in the UK. They've announced that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for COVID-19 has been approved for use. The first country in the world to approve a vaccine. It's hoped it will be rolled out as early as next week. Is it too quick or not? And what about here in Ireland? We're obviously under a different regulatory uh, regime um, and uh, we will see how all that develops. Well, two good friends of the Limerick Today show, uh, local GP Dr Yvonne Williams based in uh, Shannon and supervising pharmacist at Lloyd's Pharmacy, uh, Rebecca Barry, uh, Lloyd's in uh, Castroy, uh, on the line now. Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Joe. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Um, so, Yvonne, um, are the GPs going to deliver this vaccine or what? That's the, the million-dollar question, Joe. I think it will depend on which vaccine gets ordered because some of them have to be kept um, at an ultra-cold temperature of minus 70 and obviously special fridges and, and refrigerated trucks are required for that. So the government are going to announce on the 11th of December, we've been told, what their plan is for the vaccination for COVID-19. Mm. How logistically difficult could it be for GPs? You've mentioned one, which is refrigeration, but obviously numbers and, you know, the number of people that would need to be vaccinated for this to be effective. Yeah, well, I suppose what we're going to see in Ireland and other countries is that the people most at risk of getting COVID, the people who've been getting it in the last 12 months, are are the ones who are going to get vaccinated first. So we won't have to vaccinate everybody in in the one go. It'll be, I suppose, the elderly people in nursing homes and healthcare workers initially. And it may be that we end up with different vaccines for different age groups, uh, trying to go out to nursing homes to vaccinate people there with keeping, you know, vaccines at minus 70 may not be practical. So we might see a variety of vaccines being used in different settings. Rebecca, I know talking to you a few weeks back on the show, you were optimistic about these vaccines. um, uh, And I was asking, is there a role for pharmacists in it? Yes, Joe. So that will very much depend, again, on which vaccine they decide to roll out. So um, and whether they they roll out one that is storable at more fridge temperatures. So um, currently in pharmacies right, right around Ireland, we would only have fridge stocks. We don't have any freezer um, capability. If it's decided that they need to have a freezer vaccine and they need to roll it out quickly, um, I know there's a huge team working on this at the moment and the practicalities of getting it rolled out and getting as many healthcare professionals involved in the rollout of it as possible to get it done in the at-risk groups um, as quickly as possible. Uh, but obviously there's just practical considerations that need to come into it there. I mean, the reality is, based on the scale of this, even, as you say, starting with the vulnerable and healthcare workers, uh, ultimately, reasonably quickly, it would need to be rolled out across the population for it to be truly effective, Um, Rebecca. That's a huge task, and it probably needs the involvement of pharmacists, GPs, and anyone else you can think of. Absolutely, yeah, and... um there's Brian McGrath, I think, is the, the chief guy in Dublin who's looking after it. He's um, a very reputable um, planner uh, who's looking after trying to get this whole entire mammoth of a project um, together in as short and as quick a time frame as possible and get it done safely and according to the product specifications. So um, there are a number of vaccines in the pipeline as well that 
don't need the ultra cold temperatures. So it may be that later cohorts of um, vaccines that will be approved may be rolled out um, in pharmacies where they don't need a freezer capability. Um, so look, there's a whole lot of practical considerations there. Um, for the moment, with those ultra cold uh, vaccines that are very close to or at approval stage now um, in the UK, I think they are planning on um, centres of vaccinations where they would um, have people coming to a central area and getting vaccinated through there. Um, so maybe that might change for future vaccines. Who knows? There's a lot in the pipeline at the moment. Yes, we're chatting to Rebecca Barry, who's supervising pharmacist at Lloyd's Pharmacy in Castle Troy and uh, GP based in Shannon, Dr. Yvonne Williams. I suppose, Yvonne, you don't have to be uh, anti-vaccination to pause a moment about any vaccine that has moved this quickly and wondering about its effectiveness in the medium to long term and wondering about side effects that may not have emerged in a trial. Yeah, I can understand. I suppose why people are concerned, but we have never in our in, in our world had so many people working um, so hard, and, and so many scientists working on on vaccines. And some of the technologies they've used, you know, were in development for ten or fifteen years, you know, against other viruses, and that they've been now kind of changed to um, be used against COVID nineteen. From the clinical three trials, you know, that they're doing on people at the moment, there's been a very very low rate of side effects, which is is great. And the Moderna and Pfizer, those two vaccines that are using this little RNA molecule I seem to be very, very effective, 95% effective, two doses needed, but very well tolerated, even by, you know, older people. It is worth noting, I suppose, there's no vaccine that's actually been properly approved yet. Um, it's emergency approval for the Pfizer vaccine that they're going to start using in Northern Ireland. But the European Medicines Agency is going to meet on the 29th of December, and they're going to scrutinise, you know, every part of the evidence for that Pfizer vaccine. And they're meeting on the 12th of January for the Moderna, that other vaccine that uses the RNA. And they will have, you know, a massive panel of experts absolutely scrutinising everything from the pharmaceutical companies. And they won't approve any vaccine that isn't safe. I mean, is is there evidence that uh, the Oxford vaccine, for example, is that in two doses as well? Yeah, that's in two doses and, as well. And is it not the case that you're going to feel pretty rotten after the first dose of that? Well, I think we've had mixed evidence. So in the Oxford one, in, in some parts of the trial, people got a lower dose and then a higher dose on the second shot um, and then other people got the same dose twice. So we're waiting, I suppose, for all the data to come and that's why the European Medicines Agency and the EU haven't gone ahead and, and, and very quickly approved it. They want to study all the evidence first before they give the vaccine a seal of approval and that should be reassuring for people. We're not rushing into it. They're going to take their time, analyse all the data very carefully and if it gets approved across Europe, I think you know people need to have faith in that. Well, I, I take that point, but I mean, there's absolutely no question that uh, in the UK, um, uh, their regulators were under massive political pressure to get this done. I think every government must be feeling the pressure because, you know, the, the disruption that this has caused, the pandemic, the economic fallout and, and the deaths and fatalities from it, you know, there is huge pressure to get something. But I suppose Britain is a standalone country now and, and they only have their own agenda to, to consider, whereas across Europe, there's a lot of countries, you know, people, governments will demand that the evidence is there, that it's the scientists scrutinise it carefully and they're not going to approve something to be used all across Europe. Um, unless they're sure it's safe. As part of the, the purchase agreement, national governments have indemnified the companies. So if there was any issue with it, it's going to come back on 
on governments potentially. So it's in the government's interest and the EMA's interest to make sure that it's a very, very safe vaccine. It's not going to give people COVID. You know, we would have seen that at this stage in the trials if there was any question of, you know, very serious effects or it causing COVID. It doesn't inject the virus. It's a tiny little bit of protein um, RNA that's, that's going to give us protection. Yeah. Um, I, the other thing, Rebecca, um, is that, you know, we know that unfortunately there were people who were no-shows for uh, the first COVID test and then some people who might have been asked to come back for a second test, they didn't show up for the second test. Um, you know, these vaccines require attendance twice. It's a, a major logistical exercise and there are concerns to this day about some of our contact tracing, for example, here. And, and I'm not being critical of the authorities for the sake of it. I think a lot of fantastic work has been done. But what is expected here in a time frame of, what, six months is enormous for any country, not to mention a small one like Ireland. It is. And um, what I would say is never has there been more pressure to get something right. So, um, as Yvonne said, for economic and health reasons, we have to get this done. We have to get it right. Um, We have to get it done safely and in the most appropriate way possible and the best way that will suit people that will ensure that they come back for their second dose. Um, So, Huge amount of resources are being put into this. Um, it's interesting. I was looking at the uh, UK's approval for the Pfizer vaccine, and um, I just noticed there it's, it will be approved in over 16. So a, a huge amount of the questions we're getting asked in pharmacy at the moment regarding will you vaccinate yourself, will you vaccinate your kids? Uh, with Pfizer's vaccine, certainly for the moment, we don't need to worry about the younger kids because it's not it's not um, initially approved in kids under 16. Uh, we've had a lot of questions as well about youth in pregnancy and um, in breastfeeding, and that is another one that's not approved with the UK um, approval for the Pfizer vaccine. They are currently, um, they haven't studied it at all in breastfeeding or pregnancy, so it's recommended with that one that Pregnant ladies and breastfeeding ladies won't be getting it um, right. initially. And um, also, actually, they recommend that uh, you don't uh, become pregnant for two months afterwards. So that You don't become pregnant um, for two months after it? Exactly, yeah. So there'll have to be advice given out regarding um, use in ladies of childbearing age about a suitable um, contraception in those Okay, so so yeah. so it's not as simple as it sounds uh, in no. the headlines. There's no there's no, no question about that. Um, and, and Dr. Yvonne, two other points. Um, first of all, and I think the tarnished Leo Varadkar was making this point apparently to his parliamentary party uh, last night that we need to be optimistic but cautiously so here that this is not going to solve our problem in even the first quarter of 2021. At the earliest, we're looking at returning to what we might have considered pre-COVID normality in maybe September, October, and that's based on rollout, it's based on success of the vaccine, it's based on the longer term, look at how it impacts, it's based on the numbers who are prepared to come forward to do it. So the public health measures are still going to be in place and important to adhere to. And on top of that, unfortunately, the Limerick figures are still a worry. Yeah, so look, I think it is really important to be positive and to give people hope in the run-up to Christmas. We have four vaccines that are all looking very promising, that we have agreements signed, you know, that we'd be able to get for 
for people once their license has been approved in Europe. We have, you know, 90%, 95% effectiveness coming out of the trials. That's amazingly effective for a vaccine and it seems to be very effective in older people as well, which is, again, really important because they're so vulnerable and that's unusual for a vaccine. So that's really positive. We have nine of these fridges that will be able to store, you know, things at an ultra-cold temperature. And, you know, again, that's positive. And we have such a small population. I mean, you know, some countries have hundreds of millions to vaccinate. We have a small population the size of an English city. There's no reason why we can't get everybody vaccinated as soon as we have vaccines available. People came on board during COVID. They worked, you know, 12-hour shifts. There were COVID hubs open Saturdays, Sundays. There's no reason that people will pull together from the health service or from civil defence or whatever is needed to get everybody vaccinated when we have a vaccine. I think people will be very much willing to do that and we won't have a shortage of vaccines. It's not, there's not going to be a supply issue. We've seen that before with other vaccines. So if you need a vaccine, if you're eligible for one, you're going to get one and we're going to get one in 2021 for everybody in the country, I would think, who, who needs it and who wants it. We do need, you know, at least 60% uptake to start to see an effect. So what I would say to people, if you want life to come back to as normal as it possibly can be, then get the vaccine as soon as you're able to get the vaccine and get your second dose once that's available too. And that's how we will change things so that next autumn will be very different to this autumn. Right. Um, but it will take time. It will take time. I mean, that's the, that's the point, isn't it? I mean, you're so, you're talking about next autumn. You're not talking about um, February or March here. Well, not necessarily. I know in, in, in Belfast they're talking about being open, you know, 12-hour days, seven days a week, and they're hoping to get everybody done by the end of February is what their um, health minister was, was saying yesterday. So I think where there's a will, there's a way, and I think everybody uh, will pull yeah, together. These are the same people now who are possibly looking at a lockdown across Christmas because they couldn't agree what they were going to do on the measures over the last few weeks and they opened up for a week having announced that they would close on the following Friday and did it. Absolutely. And we're going to believe that the logistics are going to be so wonderfully done that they'll be done by the end of February. Well, I can't comment on their effectiveness for logistics, but I do think there's cross-party agreement that the vaccine is a good thing and everybody should have it, whereas there were very different agendas between different parties, I think, in terms of lockdowns and, and balancing the health and the economic needs in, in Northern Ireland, whereas there's universal agreement that, that, that the vaccine is a good idea. Yeah, I, I do think it's important. I mean, I, I'm sitting here listening to you, both of you, and I, I take on board everything you say. Um, I am going to get this vaccine, but... I'm not going to skip in there going, hey, hey, hey. You know, I, I mean, I think, I think we, we have to be very careful here because I think you can, you can put people off extremely quickly if there is a view that, you, you know, you should be sort of full of the joys of spring about this. It, it is reasonable for, for ordinary, intelligent human beings to think carefully about this. I completely agree with that and I think Joe, everybody is going to have their own choice. Nobody is going to be forced into this decision and there is a huge amount of concern out there and particularly around the piece of it having been developed so quickly. I suppose one thing I would say is that we have decades upon decades of research into vaccine development and um, this, uh, while it's a new virus and a new vaccine for a new virus, um, the technology that has been used in this vaccine development is not entirely new. The use of mRNA um, as a vaccine has already been used in various other parts of medicine. So it's not totally new. This is not um, breaking the mould as such. And um, never before, I've said this before to you, never before has so much 
so many scientists, so many doctors, um, so man, many resources being put into the development of it. And yes, it's fast, but it's fast because uh, the phases of the trials have been run um, back to back, consecutively rather than back to back. Um, the regulators are working at breakneck speed to work their way through the data. People are, um, the researchers in the various regulatory bodies are working huge amount of hours and um, huge amount of resources being put into that to make sure that all of the science is safe and is quality controlled. Right. And, um, okay, you know, I, I, we have to remember that they are independent bodies. So um, I have heard well, a couple of people have commented to me, oh, of course, there's um, going to be a push on for this vaccine because the pharmaceutical companies have a huge amount of money to make from this. We have to remember that the regulatory bodies are yeah. independent of the pharmaceutical yeah. companies. Okay, so. well look, I think both of you have given a lot of comfort to uh, people um, this morning and obviously both of you know far more about it than I do so that's worth pointing out as well and I thank you both for your time this morning. We'll see how it all works out. Uh, that is a GP based in Shannon, Dr Yvonne Williams and supervising pharmacist at Lloyd's Pharmacy in Castle Troy, Rebecca Barry. Call Limerick today now on 46 19 95.